You're listening to the Salt Creative Podcast, where our mission is to create and prepare disciples ready to influence the world. And welcome back. You're listening to the Salt Creative Podcast here with Mitch at Converge. Now in front of me, I've got four very fine individuals. They are part of the team of Ingrain, if you've heard of Ingrain. They are a, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, all of you, uh, but they're a, a, a Vespers program from South Brisbane that uh, meet once a month. That's correct, yep. Um, and they have talks about God and, and enjoy each other's company. And yeah, and I'm stoked to have them here. We tried to set this up in January, but it didn't work out because COVID kept me in the wrong state. Mm. Um, good old lady Rona. Good old lady Rona. <laughs> but we're here now and we're stoked to be here. In front of me, from my left, but you listeners won't really uh, have any idea what I'm talking about, I have Robin, I have Ollie, I have Sam, and I have Matt, and I'm stoked to have them here. So, first question, the team is the Ingrain team, the program is called Ingrain, where did that name come from? Yeah, uh, good question, Mitch. Uh, So, we founded, or started the program uh, back in 2018, and we were originally called uh, Fuse back then, with the concept of us fusing uh, different church young adult groups uh, coming together for a for a program and, and really just to you know experience a community um, as a group and as it kind of developed uh, through 2018 and 2019 we wanted to shift more from uh, being a group that uh, that was just simply coming together because we we had spent time developing who we were and growing um, our group and we had a we had a good uh, I guess collection of churches that would come and support and join us and so we decided in 2020 to rebrand uh, to ingrain and the concept of that comes from uh, the word reigning as in r-e-i-g-n-i-n-g so uh, we just wanted to have like this god that is uh, not only reigning above us but he's also ingraining in our in our hearts and in our minds and so we uh, yeah I guess that was the vision for where the name come from and uh, why it's significant to us. Cool. All right. So, and you've all got specific roles within the team. Um, but, of course, over 2020 being the, the fantastic and jaw-dropping year that it was, um, these roles and how they, they came across in, um, in the programs changed really quite a lot. So, uh, we'll go around. Can you just tell me a little bit about how your role might have changed? Yeah, good question. I'll uh, I'll kick off again. Uh, so I'm Matthew. I am the leader uh, of the Ingrain team, and it's a it's an awesome responsibility and a privilege. Um, and for me personally, uh, I would say my role uh, changed in the sense that initially you're inspiring the uh, leadership team to to go forth and make disciples in a physical sense, and to uh, you know just be present in people's lives and all, all senses of the words and so through COVID that then became a lot more how do we um, or how do I adapt my leadership style to still inspire them to be uh, I guess technological uh, disciple makers and still uh, be on fire for the Lord over a text message um, and so for me it was it was a very different approach but uh, one that was challenging but uh we we got there and i'm happy with where we've ended up awesome sam what's yours yes thank you um i'm sam i'm in charge of the guest services role um 
And what that looked like was back in uh, 2019, we just got, um, when the program started, I would go in and um, have a team behind me. Um, and we would pretty much just get to know the people on the outs outside. Um, yeah, looking for those people who are like first timers, second timers, those who are, um, yeah, on the outsides. And, and that was the job of um, yeah, networking and getting them to know um, people who were already there. Um, and yeah, it really changed over um, 2020 because pretty much when we went on Zoom, uh, that's pretty much where we went, um, it's re it was really hard to do that. So we had um, like um, different uh, hangout groups afterwards, like on online hangout groups um, from South Side and North Side and Gold Coast and all those things. And it was real hard to um, get people to, uh, to talk and to, to dig deep because um, it's hard to talk to a camera and be like, hey, like, this is what has been going on in my life or like, you know, it's easy to just be like, oh yeah, I'm fine, I'm all good. Um, so yeah, it definitely was a challenge and I had to, uh, we had to adapt a lot to that. Um, but yeah, j just being, yeah. It's a bit, yeah. I mean, this is the, this is, uh, it's a very unique role having guest services like that. And I think mm, that's mm. huge, very commendable. I came to a, um, a, a service when it was called Fuse still. And I remember like feeling so incredibly welcomed. That was amazing and a really unique experience for me coming to a Fuse program. Mm, so um, good. Yeah, Ollie. Yeah, um, so my role for the ministry is looking after um, the financial and also the administrative side. Um, and I think for this year or for last year, I guess I probably didn't change, my role didn't change that much as such, but I think it was really more a case of supporting the guest services role or making sure that um, people were supported in the area. Um, and the good thing was as well, because we weren't perhaps doing the big programs we were providing food, we were able to put that funding in making sure our online programs were really effective, which of course with Corona we had to all go online. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's been so really good serving in that how did How did um, that change? Like what were you funding when it was online? So basically it was just making sure that we had the appropriate software to make sure we can basically ensure that we still had a program that was effective um, because when we did it at the church it was we had quite a few people joining us and so we wanted to make sure that we were able to reach people um, and so of course with the people looking after all the IT and that sort of stuff they were able to sort of use that funding in yeah, an effective right. way. It was like uh, video and photo editing mm. software, right. uh, Vimeo subscription, uh, Zoom, Zoom subscription. That's right. So just, just enough so that we could still uh, reach people exactly. digitally. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's really cool. Mm. So next question I've got for you. Um, this COVID being a big thing last year, it's it's interesting that um, Ingrain didn't uh, pull the plug because there are some youth groups that, um, for for various reasons, couldn't go on to um, to to connect with their audiences. So what was it that kept Ingrain moving? Yeah, good question. So uh, I'll backtrack to March uh, pre-COVID. We uh, launched obviously our new new name, new logo, new brand, um, and we were very fortunate to have over 170 people uh, come to our program that night. And the atmosphere was fantastic, and we were making so many good connections. Uh, and it just felt like we had um, like all of this momentum, and like we felt like God was really. Uh, in that space and, and in our presence and really like blessing what we were doing. And so when COVID happened, we didn't want everything that we had worked so hard for and all of this time that we had 
uh, given to God. Uh, we didn't want it to, to end there. We wanted to still find some way to reach people. And uh, just in conversation, just to friends uh, over like text message and, and messenger, I was just hearing a lot of my, my friends were um, not being connected in with the local church with the online transition and finding it difficult to uh, stay focused while watching you know, a YouTube service, for example, at home. And, and so we just wanted, uh, I guess we just wanted to still be able to reach those people and show them that even in this time of a global pandemic, we still cared about them and we still cared about their journey and we still wanted to um, show them that Jesus' love doesn't stop just because the world does. And so cancelling wasn't ever really an option. We took, we took the month of April to establish what we were going to do and how we were going to run our online program and then we ran it straight from May through to November. And then uh, by the grace of God, uh, we were able to be back in person for December, which was fantastic. Mm. All right. Awesome. So after, after the, all the planning that happened in April, um, was there anything that you, that you knew right from the first program that didn't work and led to any changes after that? Uh, surprisingly, no. Um, we actually had uh, 187 uh, unique devices tune into our first online stream, um, which was amazing. And then we filled seven different Zoom, oh, six, six different Zoom rooms um, with people from all over Southeast Queensland connecting afterwards. And the feedback that I got um, was, was all positive and, and people just feeling, um, I guess, so lucky that they were able to reconnect back in with the community. Because by the time we did our first online program, it had been you know seven weeks since churches had been in operation. And there were a lot of people who obviously had missed um, worshipping and, and gathering. And even though it was from behind a screen, still being able to hang out in a Zoom chat and still, um, you know, get to spend time with uh, people you would normally see on a weekly basis uh, was really good. So we actually didn't change anything from week one. Right. You know, just that's awesome. add into that as well. I mean, because we were going online and it was such a new thing for so many young adult Vesper programs and other things. I mean, it was so hard to work out exactly what was going to work. And so part of it was playing it by ear. And I think going into it, um, we were slightly unknown, but we, at least we had a format to follow to some extent. And so I don't think there was anything that didn't not work. It was just a case of we'll just see how we go and, 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 go from and there. roll from so there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Awesome. That's so you, you had a, a really high number of people come into the first service. Was Did you see um, any changes in numbers? from when the services were in person? Um, yes, at the beginning, we did, uh, not quite at the beginning, so, um, yeah, as Matt said, 180 um, people tuned in. Uh, but after that, it kind of did have a decline. Um, but slowly and surely, when the restrictions lifted a bit, we did have people, like, um, in-house, in um, like, you know, they would have their youth group at their house because um, 10 people were allowed. Um, so like one device was tuning into that. So we did definitely see um, uh, a slow decrease. Um, not too much, which was great. Um, I don't know, Matt, what the numbers were at the end. Um, mm. But yeah, we, we did all right. We did, um, and all the way up to um, December, we were pretty proud with our numbers and sticking in with that. Mm -hmm. So not so much like a, a, a decline in listener numbers, just the devices tuned in. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. awesome. Which, that's really which cool. just made it hard to gauge how many people were actually watching because we only see one device but you don't know if there's you know eight or ten people 
in that room watching from that one device. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not about a numbers game. Uh, it's just an important, uh, I guess, statistic to know that we're still, uh, I guess, meeting the needs because it's a good indication. Uh, you know, if you see a lot of people coming, you know you must be doing something right and mm. must be reaching um, those people. So it wasn't about the numbers, but it was a good... Uh, yeah, I guess a good measure of good us to make sure that you're meeting those needs. Exactly, yeah. that's right. Yeah, awesome. Um, so, what did you like s identify these needs as they came up, and um, and like tailor the programs to what those needs were? Yeah. So for the first four programs, we did Zoom uh, hangouts after each program in a sort of cafe-style format, obviously without food. Um, but once once house groups were able to be opened up again, we didn't run Zoom hangouts after the program, but we instead uh, empowered and uh, yeah empowered young adult leaders uh, who were hosting people to watch from their home um, to continue the discussion afterwards. So we would just send them uh, three or four discussion questions that uh, the the sermon talked about, and they were able to then, if they wanted to, they were able to then. Um, continue the conversation in the group of people that were at their house um, because Zoom at that point wasn't practical when you have eight or nine people sitting around a laptop it's, uh, it turned out to be more conversation happening in their home than what was actually happening over Zoom mm -hmm. and so we obviously adapted to, to suit that need and to uh, yeah, just uh, facilitate a space I guess where, where they were still able to have that uh, I guess small group type interaction from an ingrained program. Awesome. Did you did you have any uh, cases that you're aware of where numbers dropped off just because of people hating Zoom? <laughs> yeah. I mean, personally, I hate Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think people just find uh, a lot of disconnect with Zoom because, the, I mean, the problem is, I mean, we're sitting here in a group right now, and if if Robin or Ollie wanted to speak up it's just a case of like they can talk and I can still hear myself. But when you're on Zoom, if there's any other noise, mm. I mean, you guys know what it's like. If there's any other noise, suddenly you can't hear a word anyone's saying. Mm. And you've missed the last five minutes. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. So, and so it's not really a group discussion. It, it often becomes one person asking a question and everyone awkwardly looking at their cameras to figure out who's going to be the next to talk. And, then, and it, it sometimes could be awkward if it wasn't facilitated uh, in a good way. So I guess, I guess that was kind of annoying, but that's just the limitations of uh, of technology. But praise God, we're we're back in person now. Back in person, awesome. Did you base those uh, Zoom breakout groups at the end on um, on the I don't know geographical uh, places that people came from? How was that decided? Yeah. So basically, I mean, with Ingrain, we have so many people coming from around South Brisbane and, or South Queensland, um, whether it be from up at Lansborough or down from the Gold Coast or from um, out west of Ipswich. So um, we basically had Zoom hangouts that were um, based where the geographic location of people were, where they were from. So people from like Toowoomba and Ipswich would like meet on a Zoom and then people on the south side like Eight Mile Plains and Macrobat would meet on a Zoom in the Gold Coast. So yeah, we probably had about what five, yeah, six or so Zoom hangouts, on in terms of geographic locations that were, um, 
available for people to join. So that worked mm. really well in the initial stage. Yeah. Did you have somebody on the on the admin end just like clicking and dragging names? It's like, oh, I know they're from Landsborough. I sent them this this group and this person's from. No. Yeah. No, we actually didn't. We uh we just had each leader who I had previously contacted leading up to the mm. program. We had them share their Zoom link and what region they mm. were representing at the oh, end of okay. the program in the chat. Mm. And so then people, uh, as we're wrapping up the video, people would then see in the chat, uh, you know, like Gold Coast, for example, would say, this is our mm. link, uh, we'll be chatting about this. And then we'd have the Landsborough group share their link. And so people had the, people had the option to jump in really wherever they wanted to, but typically people would go where they uh, called home church. Mm -hmm. And it was great because someone like Matt, who was at, he was able to jump into the different Zoom chats and just see how each conversation was going. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes the, the person who was preaching would have some questions for us to sort of talk about. So that really facilitated um, some great conversation as well. So we weren't just sort of in there having a chat about random stuff, which nice. was great sometimes, but we had a, it was a bit of a structure as well in terms of the conversations that we had. Yeah, it was okay. really intentional. Yeah, yeah awesome. it was definitely easy to, um, to be a part of that. Like, like me, I was in Northside and having me support like the Northside couple of churches and be there and be kind of, um, I guess the, the leader of that hangout and then have like the other pastors really be there. So even if like we didn't have questions um, that were being answered, we could always rely on like um, a couple of the leaders to like step in and, and create that um, discussion, um, which made so, like life so much easier for us, but we're also supporting them as well, um, which made it really cool. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we, we kind of divided up and went into um, the different locations to make sure, you know, we could reach, reach the most people as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome. I hadn't thought of that. That's not just pretty faces here at the Ingrain team. Um, <laughs> Too kind. <laughs> so my next question is coming back a little bit to the to the leadership so, uh, side of it, like the planning and things. How did you, um, as these leaders, stay motivated to, to deliver this content? How did you keep it in yourselves? Because COVID was crazy depressing and, yeah. and having everything cut off so quickly, like... Mm. Nobody would blame you if you as the team shock, were like, yeah. you know what, we just need to take a step back and, mm. and sort things out a little bit. I guess it helped that we had already established a program for a few years before that. So we had something that all of us really believed in and we had seen a lot of things kind of completely abruptly stop because of COVID. And so we didn't want something that we were very, very proud of to suddenly just stop and die out when we were gaining such momentum mm -hmm. because we knew people wanted to be there. We knew that there was a need for it. And so we just kind of thought either we stop or we adapt. And for us, it wasn't even a question. It was just kind of like, all right, well, it's still going to continue. We just need to figure out how. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was our motivation was we were motivated as it was. We loved the program and we thought, all right, well, we're just going to have to change the way we do it. And mm -hmm. that's kind of what happened. Yeah, okay, cool. It would have been tricky to, to pick the program back up after a year. I mean, who exactly. knows how long COVID's going to last for, yeah. Yeah, that was the other thing. It was this new pandemic that no one knew exactly what was happening. You know, because when it started breaking, everyone was kind of thinking, is this going to be a few weeks? Is it going to be a couple of months? You know, what's the deal? And I don't think anybody really knew exactly how the year would pan out. And so it was kind of like, well... You know, we can't just sort of put everything on hold and wait to see what will happen. We just need to keep going, keep dealing with what we've got. And, um, yeah, technology was, was the obvious answer. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay. So um, now that you are back in person, 
Are you still keeping a kind of online presence there? What's what's that uh, department look like now? Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> keep. Nice. so um, I we, now that we're back in person, it's kind of um, it's kind of we we want to encourage people to be back in person, and while offering an online space is uh, fantastic. Um, we we just really want to be back into in-person community and so if we don't offer something online then people come in person you know and uh we might be missing a few of the people uh on the outskirts uh by doing that but we're able to focus all of our energy into where we are on the night um otherwise you know we'd require more manpower to look after the online program and make sure that the chat uh is you know being moderated and then do we provide some way of uh, the people online to still connect in afterwards and so it's just uh it's just proven easier uh, from our experience in december to just load up the church to our covid safe capacity and uh and just get back into you know wheeling and dealing the goodness of god hmm. I can't yeah. believe I just said that. Yeah, please snip <laughs> that part out. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. that's staying for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess we found as well that um, meeting meeting in person um, and eating together um, and just sharing uh, our week and our lives together um, is so important. Because um, I guess that's what Jesus did as well. Like he went and uh, ate with with his disciples, and he um, yeah he spent time with them. And we found that as as just so important. Um, yeah, life groups are so important, and on all these like places where you can like really just have um, good chats with with people and all that. So like, for us being online, if we did that in lo- online, it just it, it's not the same. It's not what we, I guess, are, are looking looking for. Uh, yeah, looking for us to um, to do. Yeah, can I just jump in there again? Uh, I, I guess. One of the main purposes for Ingrain is we're, we're very passionate about integrating um, our senior high school students into young adult life. And so the program, um, and particularly our guest services team led by Sam, is very focused on um, that upper high school age group, sort of the grade 12ers, uh, making sure that they're connected in with local young adult leaders so that when they do reach graduation of high school, it's not a big step for them to transition into the next, you know, class at, at uh, I guess, Sabbath school. And so um, being back in person just means we're, we're once again able to facilitate that connection space and to really, yeah, really help integrate um, that upper high group, uh, which is a important focus of ours. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's really cool. Well, that about brings it to a close. Um, I'm I'm hugely grateful for you guys joining me here. It's been a pleasure. Um, I've seen how your program is working, and it's working amazingly. Um, and I wish you all the best in the the in-person programs. And hope, fingers crossed, all around that it doesn't go back online anytime mm. soon. Yeah. Um, look, I've, I've thanks to Mitch for having us, and uh, I'm really looking forward to to listening to this back and hearing how annoying my voice sounds. Um, <laughs> but. If, if you guys have enjoyed hearing about what we're doing up in South Queensland and you'd like to find some way to support us, you can jump on Instagram and just simply follow our account that we have. You can just search Ingrain. It's spelt like raining, but with the I-N-G at the front. Um, and that would, that would honestly mean the world to us to uh, get a bit more exposure. And uh, 
we post a lot of cool photos. We have a very talented social media team. Uh, and if you're ever up in, in Brisbane, uh, please send me a message, send the page a message. We would love to have you come along and get involved. Awesome. We'll link those, uh, we'll put those in the show notes as well. Um, so if you've enjoyed listening to us, thank you for sharing your time with us today. Uh, we hope you keep listening, as always. Um, but for now, we'll catch you next week with another episode. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Salt Creative Podcast. As always, rate, review and subscribe. It all helps. And if you see us around, shout out. We'd love to connect with you. We'll be here again next week. We hope you'll find us again. 